Hey, home! Welcome to this week's episode of the Mike Muldoon Podcast. Today, I have uh, guest Julie Caraccio on the show, and it's really great talking to Julie because Julie is a uh, she is a professional uh, declutter and certified life coach. Now, to me, this is really important to talk to her about because I often say clutter outside clutter in the mind. You know, if I see a car that's really messy, I feel like I know a lot about that person. If I see a house that's really messy and somebody's life's chaotic, I I, I, I know exactly why. So tune in today as we uh, talk to Julie about, um, you know, decluttering and, and how it can really benefit your life. So here we go. Here's my conversation with Julie. wanted you on the show because I see the effects that clutter can have on people's lives. Like I said, um, I used to have this friend who would, I'd go in his place. It was crazy. It was clutter. And and he'd always say, well, my life's not going well. I can't figure things out. And I'd say, how can you think in this room? Because I can't like my, everything about me has to be organized, tidy, put together. I'm not OCD, maybe a little bit, but not crazy, but I can't do it. If I come home and the house is a mess or anything's all, I have to clean everything and get it organized before I can sit down. I cannot think. So it's amazing. Um, How did you find yourself in this space, so to speak? Well, I'd always been kind of the uptight person that they're like, Hey, help me get organized. And so when I first started my business in 2009, I had focused solely on organizing. And then I had a client and she said, can we just talk? And so I typically work in four hour blocks because I want you to see, unless you're a hoarder, well, a hoarder of four hours, you probably wouldn't see anything. Anyway, so we talked for three hours and that last hour we were able to clear so much clutter. I was like, aha, you know, this is, it's about more than just the clutter. And simultaneously, I had a TV show on the internet called Reawaken Your Brilliance where I interview body, mind, spirit experts, and, you know, offer myself up as a guinea pig. So I'm doing all this personal growth work, have this aha moment with the client. I'm like, ah, it's about clearing the clutter. We can always get organized, but let's clear the clutter. And as I did my own work and I like to read and learn and all that, I'm like, clutter is so much bigger than just the physical stuff. And I was a weirdo when I started in 2009. They're like, okay, because people weren't talking about it like clutter right. is just a physical stuff so my definition of clutter is this it's anything that prevents you from creating the life and space you choose deserve and desire and i right. really want people to understand that it's and it's being it's very purposeful in the words being proactive i'm gonna choose i'm not gonna be like want 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 come to me i'm gonna claim right what i desire and the other thing that's important to me you and i were talking before we started i want people to see the bigger picture of clutter. You know, you talked about a messy desk and how you can't work. Not only can you not work, maybe it's a roadblock to a promotion. You know, they've done statistics that if you have a messy desk, you're less likely to get a promotion or it's preventing you from writing that screenplay or the next great American novel or view a closet as a roadblock to a romance blossoming. I want people to think of the bigger picture and how it's affecting their lives. It's so funny you talk about closet. I was just the other day I was on a walk-in closet. I started organizing it and moving things around and up, oh, gotta get rid of that, I'm not gonna use that, get at cleaning things out. The good thing is, luckily, too, I have a very good partner in life. My wife and I are very much on the same page. Mm-hmm. So we love to get rid of things. Uh 
And again, because that's that psychological connection to it. It's so many people can't see it. They don't understand. And like I said, my, I had a friend of mine who existed in it and it was like, what's the big deal? It was, it was messy. It was crazy. And he couldn't understand how this is affecting his life till years later when his place is suddenly tidy and he got all put together and it changed his whole life because he was able to like declutter the brain. And that connection is just wild and how people don't see it is insane. Well, I want to talk about that for a moment. So if your friend grew up in that environment and that chaotic environment, that's normal. Right. So to take that away might be really stressful or if they want to avoid something. Well, you know what? I have this clutter, so right. I'm going to just declutter and declutter and, and just move stuff around and never get anything done, right? right. There tend to be avoidance. avoidance or deeper issues with that. You know, I'll share an example. So before I officially started my business, living in Los Angeles, and my friends like, you're uptight, come help me declutter and organize. So I went into her apartment and I was like, everything's good except this, did you have this whole side of your apartment is full of clutter. I'm like, that's really odd. So we started to talk and I said, this is what's going on. I said, you have a, she had a crazy neighbor and she was in a a garage apartment above the garage. And then there was a house next door and she had, I mean, this guy was loco and like she worked at night. So she had the light on and he was like, you can't keep your, she's like, I'll fall down the stairs. Anyway, I was like, what you're doing, you were literally trying to create a barrier to this guy because he's so nuts. And then when she understood that, I'm like, let's, you know, do we get blackout curtains? You know, what do we get a brighter light to annoy him? You know, figure out what it is that we need to do to take care of this guy. And then we can release the clutter. Right. You know, and, and most of those things like you know, people like who hoarders, it's not because they like to collect stuff. You know, it's a, it's there, there's a deeper Oh, for sure. Um, mental, yeah. psychological mm-hmm. challenge, mm-hmm. Uh, that, which ties into many of the things that we do in our lives, bad behaviors and habits are all tied into other cycles. And once we can unwind that, we can actually fix the problem out here. Going to somebody who, you know, hoards and just say, oh, just get rid of everything. You they know, to you and that. I, that's get rid of everything to them. That's a whole other thing that needs to be worked on, you know, to get that deeper issue to unwind. And then the clutter goes away. That's not the problem. Yeah. No, I mean, you need to work with someone who is trained in hoarding. Like if someone listening has a loved one, I mean, it's a bigger problem than people realize. And, you know, you have Mm -hmm. to think about someone has to clean that up and maybe it ends up being the city and it's your tax dollars that are going towards that. Or, you know, it can set a fire. Like I had to Mm -hmm. say to someone, I said, I don't know who's going to approach the neighborhood, but if I was next to this person, they had paper, I could tell from the street. And like, if that gets a fire, the whole house is gone. And it's going to be instantaneous. So, you know, you have to think in the hoarding issue. I mean, we as a society have to think, how can we help this? And then addition to right. the organizer trained in hoarding, you know, there's a mental health aspect and someone right. trained in that needs to. So just if you're listening, I know it can be really hard, especially if it's a loved one, but no, you need people specializing in that. Yeah. There's definitely a therapy. Like, uh, you know, I'm a life coach, you know, but I, I, tend, I work with people who are in a pretty good place. who just want to move forward to me. I would definitely refer you to somebody who's more, uh, more skilled and trained and educated in sort of going back and let's fix that and unwind that, uh, that challenge you. I, I knew somebody whose, whose mother was a hoarder. And I remember being in the house one time and just walking through it and being like, wow. And you couldn't move things or yeah, do anything. Yeah. And uh, it was really hard because my friend, cause she could see it, you know, it was yeah. her mother and, and, you know, but it just, you know, it was what it was at that point. But um, yeah, it is just, 
it's it's so fascinating just that connection again, right? Of just your exterior world. Like I said, I, I can walk by and I can see somebody's car messy, and then I I it's almost like it'll it'll help me how I um how I'd interact with you. If I saw you get out of your car smoking two cigarettes and your and your car was a mess and this and that, I know who I'm dealing with at that point. You know, whereas if I see somebody get out of their car and it's clean and it's organized, it's tidy, I have a better idea. You know, you know, we uh, somebody's going to be a little quick to the uh, to the to the temper. You know, to, to to engage and be hot than somebody who you know, which is going to be that person who's cluttered and really frantic. Than the person who's kind of got all their stuff together. I'm not saying the person got all their stuff together might not be. You know somebody's quick to anger, but I just, it just seems like, again, that correlation of just clutter out here and the clutter in here. And you did bring up an interesting point. How is it costing you? You're right. Cause if, if I'm, if I'm an employer and I walk by your desk and it's like, ah, da, da, and everything's all over the place, my immediate thought is like, he's so unorganized. Now he might be organized. That might be his, po- but he's so unorganized that I might go. Oh, I don't know if that person's right for this role. You know, so it's really oh, interesting. Absolutely, and I'll tell a story. So I was in the nonprofit world before starting my business, and I did grant writing, director of development, and I remember I had to write a grant, and so I was like, oh, I've got to go ask Gwen for this. I mean, total chaos in the office. It was a nightmare, like stacks and stacks of everything, bordering on hoarding. And um, she's like, oh, I have it. I'll get it to you. And I said, okay, I'll see you in my office in a half hour. Right. But I've been in situations where I've literally been on the computer waiting for things for people. And I've got a grant deadline at five o'clock and it's 4.58 and I'm waiting for your stuff. Like you could prevent someone from getting a grant. Like people are going to form those opinions about you, but are you losing peace of mind? Now, the older I get, you can't place a monetary value on peace of mind, no. but are you losing money? Hey, I can save you insurance, you know, on your insurance. Fantastic. Hold on. Cause I've got my insurance policy and rates right here. Let's compare. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you're organized and can find what you need. Is it cost fighting with your spouses? Now you, it's great. You and your spouse are on the same page. Right. Not always the situation. Right. And it can cause a lot of family tension. It's costing you time. Do you have to go to Kroger because you can't find your pantry sober stuff? So you're going to go buy or like, oh, 10 for 10, even if you're never going to buy it. So you have to ask yourself, what is clutter costing you? And then the flip side, what am I going to gain? Oh, my gosh. Not arguing with my spouse. I had a client and they were a second marriage, but they were newlyweds. And their dining room table is so cluttered, they couldn't sit down to eat. Mm. So got that and getting that email, oh my gosh, we ate together and we're working on that connection again because having meal time and talking and how was your day was so vital. But when the table, you couldn't sit down and eat because it had so much junk on it, it was preventing that from happening. It's so funny because I have kids. So my kids are nine and six and um, mm-hmm. they come home and they dump everything on the table, <laughs> everything on the table. And I'm like, we're this, we're going to be, and I have to clean the table and organize it. And then my wife, cause she'll have to go through it because she's like, well, there's stuff from school. We got to look. So then, but I'll take it. I'm like, can we just pile it over here in this little corner? I'm probably a little bit more crazy about it all. Cause my wife sometimes will remind me, Hey, we have kids. Like there's going to be some mess. It is what it is, but um, it is, but you can teach them skills. Right. And I want to just set this because if you don't teach kids skills and decluttering and letting stuff go right. and being organized, it affects them as adults. I'm working with the adults who didn't learn these skills as kid. Folks, a couple thoughts. One, don't throw everything away or go under the room and take things from them because that can be very traumatic. Right. With your kids, I would say when the 
we, we started when they were like three, four and five with my nieces and nephew right. is in my parents' house. Okay. This chair is your home. We put all our backpacks, all our, uh, coats here. So when it's time to go, we know where everything is. And I'd create right. a little, you know, if you have an area where you, they can hang up their backpacks and their coats that's at their height to make it easy, right. creating an area for them if it's at all possible. Yeah, we do. I, one, one thing that my kids love to do, and we've really worked on, is coming in just kicking off their shoes. <laughs> so, no, no, they have been, they, you know, they know every time. Listen, where do those go? Where do they? But yeah, but I understand because they're kids, but you're right, teaching them this stuff at a very early age. So they don't, they don't adopt it because you said something earlier, like people who grew up in this environment, it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's also the same people who grew up in chaotic, hostile oh, environments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a great buddy of mine. I love him to death, but when his life is perfect, like when there's nothing going on and there's no tension and nobody's arguing, he doesn't know how to exist in the world. He's like, he almost needs a little chaos to feel alive. And I say to him, I go, it's because that's the way you grew up. That was normal to you. That was reinforced all those years. So the same thing you're saying with clutter, this could just come from, this is the way, you know, you were, you were, this isn't the way it has to be. And this is a behavior we have to unwind. Yeah. That's great. So, um, how long do you, uh, so again, you, so you, you got into this business, um, what is some of the, uh, what is some of the, is a personality trait? I don't want us to, I don't want us to, um, identify a, a, a person, but is there some sort of trait that you tend to see in a lot of people like, Ooh, you know, like, uh, like somebody who's tidy and organized tends to be a little bit on the OCD side. Do you see a lot of people who exist in clutter? There's a certain personality type or characteristic that they carry. I No, I would not say that. Yeah. Everything's really individual. What I would say is they are overwhelmed. That's probably right. the number one. I'm just overwhelmed. Maybe they're a busy mom. Maybe right. they have just so much going on that they can't, they're overwhelmed and they become paralyzed. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I would say another thing where a lot of people get stuck and, and can't seem to get over that hump is with memories, right? Ah, oh, this has a special memory. And so what I always right. tell people is your memories are in your head and your memories are in your heart. Because right. the mistake people make is they put it on the object. Oh, if I let this sweater go when I first met my husband, well, you're still going to have that memory. You probably have a picture of it and your husband, hopefully, or your spouse or partner is still there, right? So don't put the memory onto the object because you think, oh, if I let the object go, the memory will go. It won't. Right. You know, it's interesting though. I do do a little bit of that. I do look at things under the assumption that Someday I might need that. <laughs> but for the most part, I do put things away. But sometimes I like I go, mm, I've been wearing, you know, or I'll have those, I'll have that that pair of pants I've had for like 10 years. Like someday I'll be back in those. <laughs> well, for I want it. So first of all, I love that because people yeah. that's a huge thing. And I always ask, well, when's the last right. time you used it? Well, if it's been a decade, so then I always say, one, can you trust right. that you'll get what you need when you need it? Can True. you believe that? And then the other thing is like depending on what the object is, well, could we rent it? Could we borrow it? You know, and right. are there solutions? Let's think about potential solutions if we were to lose it, right? Or to give it away. And so, coming up a, with a game plan to make letting that go easier. Right. It's interesting too what you're talking about earlier about kids, like you know, because our kids, you know, we're always trying to clean our rooms or tidy their rooms and get rid of stuff. And my wife does a really good job of not just saying we're getting rid of this, 
but she'll put it on them. Like it kind of like what you were saying there. I mean, do we still need this? Is there somebody else that can use this? Um, you know, do you know, if you wanted another one, you know, is it something we can replace? Not just going in there and grabbing their stuff and pulling it out and just throwing it out because kids have a serious attachment to things. And it's amazing uh, if they haven't played with something in years, the minute you tell them they're no longer going to have it, that becomes the number one toy. It does. But you, here's a, something that I found to be helpful. If your child, say, loves animals or has an interest in something, then I always like to connect them with a the nonprofit so they can see, oh, you know, my old blankie's going to go help a dog or a cat. And they can see, or my old toys that are still in really good shape, we're going to take to... Uh, you know, foster care or something that has someone. So they know that it's getting a good home. It's just not being thrown out. Someone's right. going to love it and take care of it. And that's sometimes helpful for kids and it makes it easier for them to let stuff go. My daughter's there. She's got this sort of empathetic heart that she knows, like, if we're going to get rid of something, it's, you know, can it go to a good boy and girl or, or more boy and girl needs it or somebody who really needs this? Cause I want them to have it and stuff like that. So, so, so let me ask you this then, uh, where, where where can we find you if anybody wants to look you up? I mean, how do how do we get in touch with you? If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, I all offer, spelled out. Yep, all spelled out. Reawakenyourbrilliance.com. I offer you sign up for my newsletter, 10 free tips to declutter your life right now. Got right. books, podcasts, all good stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. So let me ask you something. Somebody right now, uh last part here just came to me. So somebody's listening. Uh, they don't have clutter problems but they know somebody who does, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, should they approach them and say, Hey, this is something you should work on. Or how do you think they should approach them to maybe get them to open to the idea to maybe coming to you or somebody like you to help them? That's a great question. First thing, be non-judgmental. Right. I've worked with people who've worked with who do what I do and have judged them. And that's very harmful and usually sets people back. So I would just ask questions. Hey, you know, how's life going for you? Do you feel stuck anywhere? And uh, try to get them to open up and then say, hey, you know, I have some thoughts. Would you be open to hearing them? And then say, you know, you seem to have a lot of clutter in your life. I, You know, I saw this interview on this podcast and they were talking about how the inner is related to outer. You know, maybe that's something to consider and, you know, make it a conversation and then see what they say and be able to offer solutions. Yeah, it's the best way. Don't just run in there and start telling them what they got to do. I mean, I think that goes for anything, you know, even oh, with for me, sure. you know, people start telling, well, this is what you have to do. Well, to you, that seems normal, but to somebody else who's wired completely differently, yes. you know, through their whole life and their experiences and everything else, it is completely a different thing to them that's insurmountable to overcome. All right. Well, listen, Julie, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me on my podcast today. It's been great having you. So again, your website, it's reawakenyourbrilliance.com. And thank you so much for having me. And thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Oh, (laughs) I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much.